0: Welcome to the Geek GeekSplornaut Off-Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to uh, talk about some things not specifically uh, or some, uh, some things... That are off-topic, you could say? Yes, yeah. And then some on a topic. Oh, yeah. Um, so today we've got some topics to just we're just going to breeze through them a bit we're just going to give a quick little opinion and move on we're We're going to try to at least (laughs) yeah yeah we're we're not going to break it down like crazy like we normally do because oh crap it's my kid's bedtime in 10 minutes wonderful but we also uh did something awesome last night that we're going to talk about so how are you doing ben
1: i am doing fantastic had a great weekend i gotta say Uh, I guess we'll get more into that later, but it was... uh,
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we we did say it on the show, didn't we? Yeah, we went and saw Weird Al last night. We sure did.
1: On his, what, ill-advised, self-indulgent, some other
0: superlatives tour. Yeah, yeah. When he first announced that tour where it was uh, less of the hits, it had a really super big, long uh, title or name to it. But then... In 2019, it was called the No Strings Attached Tour, so I'm not sure which one came first. I think he was doing, yeah, he must have been doing it right up to COVID.
1: I think the No Strings Attached one was, he he might have had a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: It's a mystery.
1: Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, There's no way to find
0: out. We'll do a true crime style uh, podcast (laughs) where we get down to uh, brass tacks.
1: But uh, yeah, it was lovely. We'll talk more about it in a bit here. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, it's just been, a, it's been a nice, pleasant weekend.
0: Yeah. How about you? Uh, it's been all right. I mean, we had fun on Friday playing, uh, playing a little space Kings. There were only three of us. Uh, so it was sort of like a fill in adventure yeah. until our, uh, our other cohorts join in. Um, Saturday, I don't know, man. Like I didn't, I didn't drink on Friday night. I didn't have any, have any little, uh, little drinkies. Cause I, didn't want to be out of it for weird owl. I didn't even want to risk it. And jokes but, on you. I just slept like absolute dog shit. And then I uh, I had to get up early for my kids' soccer game. And then after that, she wanted to practice some soccer. Kids and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was it was just a it was a busy day. I was very happy to go play some soccer with uh with the kid or just run some drills, even though I don't know shit, but I still felt like I taught her something.
1: I I had to coach soccer for Odin one year. And it's like, I know literally nothing about soccer. And they're like, it doesn't matter. He was like, seven, maybe. Yeah. And so it was like, all you need to get them to do is kick the ball in the right direction. I was like, okay, I think I can figure that
0: out. And it was still hard. When we had our first like meetup before the season, it was a a virtual thing on Zoom. And they were pushing real hard to get parents to volunteer Uh for coaching. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like, I mean, the, the main coach for this league, I mean grassroots Placer County. This guy fucking sucks. <laughs> if anybody's in the area and your kids thinking about doing soccer, stay away from that fucking league. This guy is a, is a bunch of fucking bullshit. And the parent coaches that are out there are even worse. We got this one we call coach Agro. We were talking to a different parent and they refer to him as coach CrossFit. He's just this fucking like, you know, just super fit dude who just screams at the kids, including his own kid. He fucking sucks. And uh, and then and on the game on Saturday, I have no idea why. But this this one coach that was at the little you know station, the, these kids rotate in and out. They don't actually have like teams and play games with other teams. It's more like fundamentals and they all play together. They do a little like five on five matches, but there's like 10 or 12 kids and they rotate in. And this coach, for whatever reason, like my kids out there. Granted, I'm, I'm not sitting here going like, oh, my poor little baby. Oh, you know, I'm not one of those parents, but she just wanted some fucking water. She, she was hot and she was tired and he kept telling her no. She asked twice and he said no. And then I said, go ask him because I didn't see her ask already. And then she asked and he straight up said no.
1: You, you, you're not going to believe that this
0: guy would say no.
1: Yeah. To like a 10 year old asking for water.
0: And then this fucking kid runs up from a different station. She's like, can I have water? He's like, go ahead. And then there was another ah! kid getting water. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I mean, I'm also not a very confrontational. Do you call parent. him coach? Just
1: got punched in the dick. <laughs> now?
0: <laughs> now I did walk up to him, and I, I was. It was basically just a bullshit test. I walked up and I was like, "Hey, it's uh, it's all right if the kids go and get water, right? If they're not, you know, up next." And he's like, "Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's fine." And I was like, "All right, go ahead and get some water." And it was it was fucking nuts like to me gaslighting your daughter. What the fuck yeah, is this guy? That's, I have no idea. Yeah. So I even, I even emailed the, the main coach just, just to clear it up. You know, I was like, what's the actual rule here? Like are kids supposed to get water. Or are we supposed to wait for, for, you know, actual regulated breaks, like pause the game and everyone go get some water or what, you know, let's just be consistent. And the main coach was just like, Oh no. I, I mean, they can get water. I was like, all right, well, why don't, why don't you just let your coaches know that? I have no idea why this fucking turd bag was just telling my kid, no, you can't get water. Unless it was that she wasn't running very hard because she's not very motivated. What?
1: But yeah, that they're kids. regardless. Yeah. Fucking that's what they do. Like halfway through that season, single season of soccer that I had played. He was like, I want to quit. It was like, fuck, dude. I'm the coach. Tough shit. You're showing up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going out there by myself. That's the You're thing. You're coming.
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> reward My kid, my kid's lack of desire, even though I think this league sucks dicks, like, I don't know, it sucks because I I don't want to go there. I don't want to participate in this shit. They've got our money anyway, but I also have to teach my kid to stick with it. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: To not give up when shit's hard or not necessarily. I mean, you know, get through the season. If you don't want to do it again next year, move on to something else. I mean, that's what being a kid's about. Like you, you figure out try everything and figure out the things
0: you're into. That's what Angelina's uh, aunt was telling us that when her kids were growing up, she was like, you can quit this extracurricular, but you have to replace it with another. I'm like, that's, that's a pretty good idea. Like just have them always doing something.
1: Yeah. It's nice. Except then you realize like, I, I, that means I always have to be doing something. Oh. <laughs> and I gotta be paying for something and got to buy all the equipment for whatever this thing is. Cause very few things. Can you just like start without actually having to like, Invest
0: yeah. in it. I mean, she's going to be starting up that uh, that Intellibrix program again, but uh, but a different one. They're going to be pre- programming like I, think it, I feel like it said something about like carnival games or carnival rides oh, cool. or something. I don't know, but Maybe yeah, like more... making
1: like a roller coaster or something. Yeah,
0: neat. yeah. So I'm I'm really stoked for that because that you know. Hey, remember when we were when we said we were just gonna breeze through a bunch of topics? Yeah, we fucking lied. <laughs> I mean, unless we want to just cut all this shit out because <laughs> who gives a shit about soccer? You just just leave in the part where I call out Placer Grassroots oh, yeah, no, no, Program yeah, yeah, and how yeah. much they exactly. fucking suck. I'm,
1: I'm definitely leaving in you calling those people out. That's great. Yeah,
0: bunch of fucking pricks.
1: I hope someone mentions this next at the
0: next practice. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I we we've got like a like an app where all the parents can can just it's like message boards and you can all chat and i'm having to fight myself to just not be an online sarcastic fucking dickhead
1: can you join a, anonymously like no. from a second number
0: i don't know maybe I'm, i'll give it a try just harass like,
1: people that, that's that's my initial <laughs> thing you
0: know after the game last week when when coach Agro had them running fucking running drills and squats and shit for a half hour after playing the game for over an hour, you know, like after having fun at the game, like they should running drills back and forth, crab walks, fucking run sideways, do squats. And if like any, if one kid doesn't do his squats, right, everyone starts over.
1: Oh, that, that's how you build team cohesion right there. They did
0: fucking 80 squats. That I day. die. I, I wouldn't be able to walk if I did 80 yeah, squats. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd be th-
1: fucking done.
0: I, I, I did like a squats challenge where it like built you up to eventually where we ended up doing like four sets of 25 or whatever. I don't know. We did over a hundred in one session, but like it hurt every time. And none of these kids have ever done fucking squats in their gosh damn life.
1: Once my kids decided to have a squat off and uh, it was brilliant because H- Haley was like, "Like, oh, I could not squat, you know? And I just sat there on the couch and watched both of them do like 150 squats.
0: Gross. And
1: Odin was fine. And Haley couldn't. Couldn't fucking walk the next day. Oh, it was hilarious. The next
0: day, like <laughs> having to walk upstairs or yeah, anything like great. you have to walk with like your knees locked, like fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> All right. Let, on with the show. I'm doing well, I guess. Well, let's do a little quick hit on our old friend Ezra Miller. Oh boy. This fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, this fucking person. <laughs> everyone's, a, everyone's a guy. Fuck yeah, this. Yeah. this dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're Californians. Yeah. Even the, even the lamp is a dude, you know, we, we got off easy when, uh, when they went ahead and said that, uh, you know, they're working with people and, and you know what? I think that still might be true, but there, there were reports that surfaced that, I mean, I don't have the exact report in front of me, so we'll just touch on it quick that they've got like a Messiah complex belief that they are a Messiah figure. And the whole thing with that we he had a cult, so... Well, and that, that previous, you know, underage uh, female that, that he'd been grooming, maybe, but, but is now 18, it was something like, they claimed that she was like a snake goddess or something, and their union was going to bring about the apocalypse.
1: Was he looking forward to that? I don't know. Like, was he like, all right, we need to fuck, because the apocalypse, like yeah. that's, that's gotta happen. Yeah. Because I imagine if someone was like, if you have sex with that underage girl the world will end Uh, my my reaction would be i don't think i'm gonna hang out with that underage girl
0: yeah oh and and of course allegedly all of this is alleged Yeah, yeah whatever no suing us gosh damn it yeah and apparently there was some story about ezra miller wanting susan sarandon to like apologize at some like shrine at his home or something for not inviting him them to a dinner party or something along those lines something that petty susan sarandon uh it was it was weird to hear
1: i mean all of this i've never invited him to a dinner party in my life and he's not asking me for any apologies well, you're not
0: susan sarandon you're true. not national treasure screen legend susan sarandon <laughs> um But all of this sounds like stuff that could have happened months ago before the whole, you know, like, this sounds like stuff that would happen that would make you realize, oh, I do need to get some help. So maybe in their, their, like, apology or whatever, that's what they're referring to with, like, you know, they got issues, they have to get worked out. I mean,
1: maybe that's what brought him, brought him around, was he had sex with the snake goddess and the world didn't end, and he was like, you know what, maybe this is all in my head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably got so pissed off that he they uh, they flew off to Hawaii and he started throwing chairs at chicks.
1: I mean, the world was going to end. Like, and there's no consequences, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I just, I just hope that the, that like every time I hear something about Ezra Miller now, I don't want it to be like the final nail in the coffin for the Flash. I still want to see the Flash. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, especially since we're not seeing Michael Keaton and Batgirl. Like, I want to. In fact. I kind of don't give a shit about The Flash as much as I want to see Michael Keaton? Keaton as Batman again. <laughs> I want to I see that. Well, good luck.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, a, not a done deal, that's for damn sure.
0: Fuck it. All right, what do you
1: got? A different brand of absurdity. Uh, there is a Kickstarter coming soon for uh, a, ge- a new tabletop RPG called Monty Python's Co-Curricular Medieval Reenactment Program. Okay. Uh, it's basically a Monty Python improv tabletop RPG. It seems like it's going to be a little bit more of like a rules light kind of uh, more role playing, you know, not a lot of like crunchy combat, obviously, because it wouldn't really fit the theme there at all. Uh, it is set in like the Holy Grail medieval
0: setting. They're wise to but do it, that.
1: But the, the, the themes and stuff in the game draw from kind of all the, you know, the full pantheon of Pythonage
0: the whole Pythontheon,
1: Pythontheon, yeah yeah i like that so you have a like a set of stats from what i understand and each of those stats like you you know you got your usual like you roll this many dice on on whatever your stat is those kind of games except what varies through the game is uh, each stat has a silliness level and certain things will make your silliness level go up and uh affect the, the consequences and uh the, the, instead of a dm you are the head of light entertainment yeah and they get like a I, I don't know if they have like a deck of cards or whatever but they get assigned like a personality like maybe it's like old time radio or angry misogynist newscaster or uh old woman
0: <laughs>
1: something like that but they get assigned a persona that they have to play as the you know as the person running the game and when The player gets like a crit fail, like, you know, there's some sort of consequence on it and they can file a formal complaint to the BBC and potentially have uh, the, you know, the DM replaced, but instead of actually replacing them, they just, you have to, you have to pick a new persona and start playing a new persona.
0: I hope that the, that the uh, RPG community... As a whole, appreciates that in the way because that sounds very much like what Monty Python would do with a, with a role playing game. Yeah, and I hope enough people buy into that instead of just going like, "Oh, fuck this! This is annoying, or this is this isn't what I want oh, out of an RPG."
1: I bet plenty of them will cause that, because that we're nerds. Like we're into this shit. <laughs> a, I'm into Python, and B, like a rules light RP game where you get to be super silly. And even the, you know, whoever's running the game, you know, you know they have to also be silly. Yeah. Uh, sounds, sounds fucking fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It, it. Again, it's called Monty Python's Co-Curricular Medieval Reenactment Program.
0: <laughs> it also sounds like a title they would, they would use.
1: Uh, I can't remember who was developing it, but it it's an official product. I, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that and uh, we'll get it and we'll be looking for people to play it with at some point.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, Honestly, of the couple other things I have, I don't think they're worth talking about. So if you've got anything else, uh, let's do it. If not, let's get into the big, the big, big.
1: I heard about this one on the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast and was like, wait, what? And I, I like, had to do some like looking into it. I figured you'd find it entertaining.
0: Oh, okay. So there is. I'm awake now.
1: Yeah, there's been a, uh, a scandal that has rocked the world of chess.
0: Oh, wait, in chests, like, like, uh, no, no pirate chests.
1: Uh, no, not women's th- chests. None of the more interesting types. No, this is just oh. chess with the two S's. Oh, no like
0: this, uh, strategic game, uh, breasts. Yes. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> so recently, uh, this, uh, newcomer, 19 year old kid, Hans Neiman, uh, was playing at the Sinkfield cup. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled really weird. Yeah against uh magnus carlson like the the reigning like big dick chess guy
0: they both sound like like chess players oh yeah absolutely. if those are their real names actually they it would seem more appropriate if magnus was not his real name actually i feel like it goes either way
1: yeah yeah magnus carlson and hans neiman
0: yeah those are a
1: couple of nerd yep. names uh a- anyway like he he fucking who- whooped his ass i guess like and like afterwards like well he wasn't playing very you know the world champ just wasn't playing very well like was kind of cocky about it i guess he has a history of on chess.com of cheating
0: who the guy who won or the, the guy, guy who, who won? won yeah okay. the kid
1: the 19 year old um hans hans and, and so like speculation started going on. like well how, how is he cheating and uh, uh, basically the the running theory is that he's either cheating with uh, vibrating socks or vibrating anal beads
0: that uh just like radio controlled
1: yeah yeah where he's got someone watching the game putting the moves in and then a computer like optimizes the next move and sends the signal to his asshole
0: (laughs) 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 oh fuck it's now worth it i was like what are we talking about chess for (laughs) i get it it's a it's a nerdy geeky thing but but stuff wow so i mean
1: honestly if you're willing to stick something up your butt that's going to vibrate and you can turn those vibrations into chess moves, I think you deserve it.
0: Yeah, like, like Morse code. Yeah. To your butthole.
1: Yeah, go for it. Like if that's 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 also a skill.
0: Yeah, that's a level of dedication. Um. Wow. How'd they catch him?
1: Well, they, I mean, basically, it, well, it came up. I guess he won unusually. Like he was like seated like tenth. Like no one expected him. So he came for out of nowhere and fucking won the thing. Mm -hmm. And then he dropped out of the next tournament. It was on Twitter. He like quote tweeted a guy that was like, uh, like a a lawyer in like Singapore. So I don't remember where it was. Some, somewhere in the world, like Mm -hmm. just some guy largely unaffiliated, but saying like, if I talk, I'm in big trouble. And he quote tweeted that saying, actually, I'm not going to play in this next one. I'm like, wait, wait, (laughs) that's really bizarre and suspicious. And then it came out that he had, he'd cheated on chess.com years ago, like when he was 16. And, uh, and then Elon Musk got involved somehow and, and was like, yeah, well, like, I like this anal beads theory.
0: <laughs> and so
1: that completely blew it up. So uh, wow. who
0: knows? All right. Well, I mean, I don't have much to say about it. That's pretty fucking funny, though.
1: Yeah. I've never been interested in watching chess, but uh, I think they should just put butt plugs in everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it's now uh, a requirement.
1: Yeah. It'd spice up the game a bit.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to wear, like... Like, each chess tournament will have, like, a jumpsuit and, like, you know, certain socks you have to wear so you don't, uh, so you don't sneak those in. Little booties, like you're getting surgery. Or, or the
1: chair just has a butt plug glued to it and you have to sit on it. So you wouldn't want two things in there, right? Oh.
0: <laughs> wow, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, so you don't want to talk about She-Hulk at all?
0: Oh, yes. No, definitely. Yes. I'll let you lead that one off then. Oh, no. i want to i want to hear your opinion
1: so have you been watching she hulk at all
0: yes well what what do you think fuck you what do you think (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna lead this in like it's a fucking chat show no i i want to know your opinion first because we we've mentioned she hulk we've mentioned the bad cgi um the dicey writing but like i but you came with like an analysis Or in your head or, you know, like you've, you've got a definite opinion now. Yeah.
1: I haven't watched it all. So my son was watching it and I, I think I jumped in at like episode three and started watching it Mm -hmm. with him like halfway through it and then watched, uh, four and, uh, that's all I need to watch. Like this, the, this, it's awful. It's not, there's nothing like it wasn't funny. Like I didn't, there wasn't any real humor in it. It wasn't, it didn't have anything compelling in it. The CGI was fucking terrible. What? And it was, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't entertaining at
0: all. What was happening in the episode you watched? So I can try to remember what episode so it was.
1: The first, I came in on the one where she's like got the lawsuit with the magician guy because he's using mad you know, he's got a sling ring.
0: Donnie Blaze. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Marvel. Yep, that
1: one. And uh, it was just, uh, it wasn't funny at all. Like I think it's supposed to be a comedy. That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, that episode was not great. And what was the next one? Was it the dating one? The, uh, no, the dating one was that one, wasn't it? Oh, oh, it was the same one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because she, she had that, that buff bald dude over at her place her house, and yeah, she had when, to when take off When the demons to go. showed up and, okay.
1: and then they, she had to go there to f- throw some demons around and then Wong just like vacuumed them all up in the end. Like, why didn't he just vacuum them all up at the very beginning? I, I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. I'm, f- yeah. It, it can go ahead and exist, but, uh it's, just, I'm trying to remember. I watched the one directly after that. Was
0: it the lawsuit over the She-Hulk
1: name? Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Okay. Which is also just like a really dull use of Titania. Like she's like a weird influencer. Like, like also what's her name from uh, the good place. Yeah.
0: Jamila. Jamil.
1: Not very Titanic. I got to say she, she's about <laughs> as uh, svelte as one could be yeah. and still be ambulatory. Yeah. So I like, I, I just don't, I don't buy her as Titania at yeah, all. Yeah, She's
0: definitely not the, uh, the buff chick from the comic books. Yeah, she's, not, yeah, she's, she's just not, got superpowers.
1: And she's not robbing banks or doing any criminal stuff other than potential copyright infringement. I don't know. It's just, it wasn't interesting yeah. or entertaining
0: at all. Well, here's, here's why I wanted wanted you to go first. I watched today's episode or this week's episode today. I <laughs> actually really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah? it. It was probably more of the same. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was I was just in the good mood. I enjoyed it. It just had like petty wedding shenanigans and she gets in a fight with with uh with Titania again and like like a
1: fist fight this time? Yes. Okay, that's better. and you
0: know, like people are just people are just treating Jen Walters like shit. And yeah, for, the, I
1: think that's the theme of the show, right? Well,
0: yeah. And and you know, in in the beginning, they the way they set it up, like even the title where it usually says she hulk, it said just Jen. And maybe that's what turned it around was that it was a bunch of Jen Walters stuff. So it was actually kind of fun. And I wasn't looking at terrible CGI because eventually she does turn into She-Hulk. But and, and like that, that's that's my main problem with the show. Like, I don't I don't mind the writing, you know, like it's it's fine. It's not as funny as I'd hoped, but it's not offensively bad to me. But it's when I have to watch She-Hulk walking and she looks like she's like in The Sims <laughs> you know, like it, it it looks, it looks awful, and that that really bothers me. I was going to give up on the show, but my kid likes it.
1: When when I first tuned in, and she was sitting at, she was like sitting in the courtroom, and I was like, she looks like fucking Shrek. Like, <laughs> like I mean, like this, the, the it's so. I don't know. It's just it, it, it the CGI, you know. And I could get past bad CGI if everything else was really good, but it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't interesting. Like, I haven't gotten around to watching the fricking rings of power yet. I've only watched the first episode of house of dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine why I should waste any time watching she Hulk when there might actually be good stuff on the television yeah. that I could watch instead. Uh, and I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to, I'll play Elden ring some more.
0: Well, and here's something I do not want to open this can of worms at all, but I just want to tell you something I heard here Andor is really good, but I've heard from, the same yeah. from people who say that the other stuff is not good. Yeah, I hear it's. I hear Tony Gilroy has written something that is by far better than 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 all the other Disney Plus shows. Yeah, so I heard far. he
1: says shit.
0: Does he in it at some heard. point?
1: Yeah, which is uh, pretty weird for a Star Wars.
0: Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no interest in Andor um, just because you know it was a character that I wasn't invested in at all. But I don't know the time period and and hearing it's good, I, I may give it a shot. I'll
1: wait till it's done and then. Yeah. I'm not ready to be hurt again.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, enough of this nonsense. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we saw Weird Al last night.
1: Yeah, it was really, uh, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. We went to the uh, the Mondavi Center in Davis, California on the, the campus of UC Davis. It's not a very large theater, which meant that even though we were on like the first tier, it was still really great seats. We were like,
1: Four or five rows from the back. Yeah. But our, yeah, I don't think there was a bad seat in that entire theater. No, everything was good.
0: Yeah. It wasn't like we were at a stadium or like a, uh, uh, a, uh, arena, you know, where you could have some really shitty seats. I remember when I saw Queen and Paul Rogers at Hollywood Bowl and it's like the, the sound hitting my ears did not match the visual <laughs> oh, on the, on the giant no. screens. They had. That's how far away I was.
1: That's not fun at all. Yeah.
0: But no, th- these are great seats. And this tour here, Al even said up top. This is not the popular songs. Like he gave everybody a warning after their opening song, where it was just like, you know, there's always one person who goes and tweets afterwards, like, oh, he didn't play Eat It or anything like that. And that's not what this tour was about.
1: It was called The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self Indulgent, Ill Advised Vanity Tour. That's
0: what it was. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I was excited about that because. Like, I went into this with a list of songs that I wanted to hear Weird Al play live that Mm -hmm. I knew were never going to get played at a normal show. Yep. And he played almost all of them. Yeah. And I was was over the moon. It was fantastic being able to kind of sing along with some of my absolute favorite Al songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because his originals are great. Like, if all you know... I mean, you've heard us talk about it, and if you haven't, I don't know, it was episode, like, four or something where we did Weird Al. Um, it was very early on when we did our episode. You know, his parodies are fantastic, but I love his originals so much. And it was so amazing getting to, getting to hear those. And what's weird is... feels weird to be using weird as... What's odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's strange is that... Um, there were a lot of songs that I didn't know because I admittedly kind of gave up on buying yeah. albums after running with scissors. So th- there's just like a, like a whole generation of weird Al tunes that I, that I have never heard and I'm not familiar with.
1: Yeah. Um, there was only one that I don't think I've ever heard. There was a few th- that I wasn't super familiar with. Like they're not on my like hit list of the ones I love. Yeah. But the only one that I don't think I'd heard at all before was that Talking Heads, you know, climb the corporate ladder one
0: or whatever. Yeah, I definitely never heard that one. And apparently the song Albuquerque is a popular one because yes. the crowd freaked out. Yeah, and, I, I definitely
1: um, heard Albuquerque before. Uh, it's, it was long. <laughs> I can see why he would not play that at a regular show.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was so long that like I started getting irritated with it. And then when he when he hits a point where he like starts back from the beginning and went like two minutes in, like like I was looking, I kept looking over at you and you didn't see it, but but it was just like, are you fucking serious? What the fuck is happening here? And that's exactly. I also had to pee.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly why he did it too. Like, and he like super extended the donut scene as well. Oh yeah, it's nowhere near that long.
0: Okay, so that's why everyone started laughing so hard because he he took it even farther. Like, yeah, that was. like doubled its life. That was bonkers.
1: (laughs) I mean, it was still fun. And, and the performance was spot on. He had like the, the drummer bassist and guitarist are the original dudes. Yeah. From, from all the way back. And then his keyboardist thing, he said, it's the guy that's been with him since 1991. So, I mean, like this is, you know, this is the band that wrote all these songs with him and, uh, they're
0: phenomenal. These guys are so fucking good. And it's just, the four people with, um, with Al.
1: They were 100% on point and rehearsed with Like the lights for the whole show, like had a pretty kick-ass light show, even though a lot of the time it was shining directly in our face. Cause we were yeah. way up on the balcony.
0: Yeah. We were right in that which spot, was, which was
1: kind of shitty, but they were synchronized with the music and you, and that shit's all programmed. So like they were synchronized with the lights as they were playing. Yeah. You know, like no one was, I don't think anyone was playing the lights.
0: Yeah, and, you know, even though there were no, like, pyrotechnics and, like, slick dance moves or anything, like, all the light work and, like, you know, they, they had, like, smoke machines and stuff, the light work was really, really, really cool, you know, like, when they were doing that Talking Heads one, how it had, like, such bright lights, like, going from one side to the other and, like, switching in time, like, it looked like people were disappearing and reappearing, and it, like, it had a weird, trippy effect.
1: And Al spent almost the entire time like sitting on a stool.
0: Yeah. But like,
1: he was still kind of like animated and he'd move his arms around and like, he was like dancing on his butt. Yes. So he was still very animated, but uh, you know, he's like 62. So like, I mean, maybe like jumping around and changing costumes every five minutes is probably not the thing he's really looking for yeah. in life anymore. Yeah. And I get that.
0: But his voice still sounded great. You know, like he, he was hitting almost everything. Like like the the one song where... Actually there were two songs. One one song that I that I could see him straining to hit the notes was Frank's 2000-inch TV. Yeah. It's a hard high to to hit when you're when you're singing with force in your normal register. Like there are things where he did falsetto and it sounded great. Yeah. And then also when he was doing Got a funny feeling you don't love me anymore, there were a couple little spots where he like popped out of key and out of time and it didn't seem planned. But I guess that's just me being a critical asshole. I mean, cause I'm, I'm not saying like, Oh, this guy ruined up. the show. But No, I'm, I'm saying how great he was because he was still hitting everything so solid. Well, cause he's got, he's got a fairly
1: impressive range as it is. Yeah. I mean, and like his ability to switch between a fairly rough voice yelling and, and, and seamlessly back into singing and then into falsetto. And it w- was pretty impressive. And the, the fucking, the rest of the band's vocals were on point. Yes, background
0: vocals. Holy shit! Yeah, those songs were reproduced so faithfully.
1: Yeah, the uh, the only song that I was bummed he didn't play was "Spend One More Minute with You" because I love that song.
0: Yeah, and you brought it up like after he was doing his encore, and he's like, "We're gonna do one more thing." After they played "Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting" for some reason,
1: (laughs) it was Saturday night. Yeah, it was
0: Saturday night. I mean, (laughs) he said they were
1: contractually obligated.
0: Yeah, but yeah, if they would have played that for their final encore song, like that would have been. Absolutely perfect, like you 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 said it, and uh, it's kind of a bummer they didn't. But I mean, we got to hear one of my favorite songs of all time. Those were the good old days, yeah. And like we we took our kids along with us, and and that was the song that that my kid and I really like bonded over like that was the first one that she really got into you know, cuz it's got such funny lyrics.
1: Wait, well, it's so easy to bond over burning down a grocery store and smashing someone's head in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tying someone to a chair and leaving them in the desert.
0: Yeah, sometimes in my dreams I can still hear the screams. Oh, I wonder if she ever made it home. <laughs> like I love how it's the like the juxtaposition of like such a such a happy acoustic tune, you know, kind of folky and then and then just the just lyrically it goes Dark, yeah, and you know, even though it still sounds like a like a fun little happy tune,
1: yeah. And I was worried he was gonna skip it because, like, I thought he was gonna go into it when he went into Frank's two thousand inch TV, and I was like, oh, this is it, and then it wasn't. I was like, oh no, but uh it hit all the the buttons it needed to for me. I had a, yeah. a great time. And Emo Phillips opened it up, and Emo Phil- yeah. Phillips was super funny.
0: Yeah, Emo Phillips from UHF who played the uh, the guy showing table saw safety, Mister Butterfingers. Yeah. Honestly, i I didn't think he was that funny in UHF. Like I was telling you this last night, but like I understood that he was funny because of how everyone talked about him. But I just figured it it was my problem. I just didn't, I didn't get it, and I didn't enjoy it much, except for like the one look he gives to Weird Al when he makes like a little like face. But he was. Fucking hilarious. And I'm not a big stand-up fan. I don't I don't go out for stand-up. Yeah, I love stand
1: up. I but I've never I don't think I'd ever seen him do stand-up before.
0: Yeah. He opened
1: up with some political stuff that I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, I hope the whole thing's not this because it's hard to find, you know, good, unique political humor that isn't just like Republicans, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Or Democrats, oh, sto- those fucking guys. Storm
0: the Capitol. Or yeah, or I, yeah. Or, yeah, just, fucking.
1: yeah, that isn't just kind of like boilerplate not that not that interesting like it's hard to to really make that funny
0: yeah yeah it's old and it and it's it's tired
1: but he, he got off that pretty quick and then got into some uh some fairly racy stuff you know but like i guess not any racier than like uh those were the good old days yeah you know, like where, where weird al's comfortable getting a little dark here and there and he definitely had some dark stuff and some stuff that I think went over the kids' heads entirely.
0: That is, was the good thing, was that the, the stuff that was racy was was over my kids' head, and that made me happy. Yeah, like, she didn't even care. She was just like, okay, I don't get it. Whatever. But, like, yeah. I'm glad she wasn't saying, like, what does this mean? Because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want her to be worrying about that stuff.
1: The whole experience was was fantastic.
0: Yeah, and, I'm very uh, happy that that happened, because, you know, we, we saw him once when we were teenagers, but, like, I don't remember that show hardly at all. I was probably stoned back then. I was definitely stoned. It was stoned state back fair then. in high school. Yeah. That sounds like a place we would have been high. But yeah, it was a really, really good time. And something else that that, you know, was so special about it was like we said, we had our kids there. And like this was something that, you know, my kid right now is gonna be nine soon. That was probably right around the time, you know, maybe a year earlier or something, where yeah. I started listening to Weird Al.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah, Odin asked me, he was like, how old were you when you started listening? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like
0: 10? Yeah. Somewhere around yeah, probably there? like fifth grade. Oh, no, I yeah, yeah, it was probably fifth grade. I think I discovered Michael Jackson in fourth grade, and then Weird Al in fifth. Those were my big obsessions. And it was so, so cool to be, you know, like you said last night, passing it on to our children. Like, it's been 30 years since then. And now we are getting to see this musician and his band or this performer that we love so much and that we've loved for so much of our lives. And our kids are there enjoying it just as much. Like, yeah, that's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, Odin had a like, I mean, like before the show, like I mean, he was like grabbing my arm and like bouncing up and down. He was so excited. Yeah. My, my kid
0: kept on grabbing me like during the show. She's like, I'm so glad we're here. Like, yeah. She yeah. absolutely adored the and experience. I think
1: they both had a fantastic evening. And uh, when you went down to get water, like during the intermission between between the the two shows, uh, your daughter was beside herself worried that you weren't going to make it back in. I kept oh, making yeah. jokes like he probably fell into the toilet. He's probably stuck in the toilet right now. <laughs> 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 she was very, very concerned that you would not get to see the show. It was very cute.
0: <laughs> I was stuck in line and all these fucking jerkoffs are you know asking the bartender questions and ordering complicated drinks and then people with their families going I get it everyone has a right to do it we're all there we all paid for for our ticket and whatever but fuck like they gave a 5 minute warning and I'm like okay I should have time and I was like two people from the back and then like a bell started ringing that didn't say anything with it and I was like fuck I got to go so I like ran and I walked in just as the lights were dimming like I could not have been any later without missing something but i mean it was such a great experience just hearing like like you said that that was the best part about the whole thing and i think i said this right as the show ended was just like the fact that we got to hear all of these songs that we love that we would never hear during a regular tour like i don't i mean sure i would love to hear eat it and fucking fat and rye or the kaiser i don't give a shit about amish paradise well i mean Never mind. I don't think Rhye or the Kaiser would be a song. No, I, I don't. Think that one Not now. Like I think when we get the time machine, we need to go see Weird Al in like '88.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That
0: would, that would be that would be ideal. Um, there, there was a time when I thought they were about to start playing either Midnight Star or That Boy Could Dance. Um, with the way the the piano was going, I would love to hear Jeopardy. That's one of my favorite oh, songs. Yeah,
1: um, that one was pretty big though. Like I think that that was one, that might be in his. I don't know, it's probably not in his normal tour anymore, but it, uh, that one was yeah. in rotation at one point, I'm sure.
0: Probably in 88. Yeah. <laughs> or Nature Trail to Hell. That would have been so badass. Some dude they yelled that. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like during the quiet part, some guy yelled it and was like,
0: yeah. Um, but that was a badass experience. And even though I said it last night, I'll say it so all the listeners can hear. Thank you so much, Ben, for... Making that happen. Um, Oh, yeah.
1: That was John's birthday present.
0: Yeah. I I turned 40. So now when people say, what would you do for your 40th? Instead of saying like, ah, you know, just hung around, went to Dave and Buster's with the family. I I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, I could say, oh, shit. I I went and saw Weird Al with my kid and my friends. And uh, because another friend, um, Buddy Robert and his uh, son also came out to the show. So we all got to go experience Weird Al. I, I was hoping my voice would be would be gone because of yelling so much, but no such luck. I like when my voice goes away, when I can start singing like Rod Stewart's songs. Yeah. And, and feeling kind of like, raspy and yeah, deep. The, the Peter Chris uh, kiss songs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much. It was, it was very, very special. And I guess just a, just a heads up to everybody. Now, now that I'm firmly middle-aged, I'm finally deciding to grow up a little bit. <laughs> now, um,
1: Big mistake.
0: Yeah. Now we, we are going to be taking a little hiatus um, after October. I need to go ahead and, and do some uh, some training, try to, try to I'm trying to switch my career path a little bit. I'm trying to get myself into a position where I'm doing more things I love professionally. You know, when when you get older and you have more responsibilities and more things, you know, uh, sometimes you you have to drop something so. I love doing this show and it's not like, oh, fuck this. Eh, but I, I just feel like I got to cut a couple things out so I can concentrate more fully on some other things. So we're going to next week. We're going to be doing um, Psycho as our, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our month of spooky episodes. So Psycho is going to be up next. We're going to talk about the movie series. Um, I went ahead and listened to most of the books and we'll see if I get to the last one. I'm not sure. I've, How I've many tried books are there? Things. Three. There's oh, Psycho, shit. Psycho 2, and Psycho House. Psycho House came, I mean, it was probably in like the 90s. Same um, author? Yeah, Robert Block, RIP. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about the first two, because th- those, were, those were both interesting. And of course, we'll hit the movies. And then um, for our other spooky Halloween episode, it would be really super cool if we did one that was a suggestion. So send those in. We want something spooky. We want something you want to hear. And, um, you can do that by either hitting us up at, uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore pod, or the best way to do it is to call in at nine one six orc turd. That is nine one six O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And again, um, you know, it, this is, this wasn't an easy decision to make and it's not like we're just disappearing forever. The show's not canceled. It just won't be as regular, but if there's something awesome that we feel like we can't not talk about, then we'll be on mic and, you know, just stay subscribed. Cause it doesn't hurt you any.
1: Yeah. And I, I may reach out to a couple people. And maybe do a show with a guest on the ones that you haven't wanted to do.
0: <laughs> oh no, fuck that. No, th- no, like, this show is dead.
1: Like do uh, like do Star Trek or something. So something like every time I bring it up, you're like,
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's definitely not where my passion lies.
1: You know, so I, I made pop one in here and there, but it, it's not going to be as regular as uh, it has been.
0: Yeah. And Ben gets his Monday nights back. Yeah. That'll be nice.
1: Well, I won't do anything.
0: Useful with them, I'm sure, but but you know, wish me luck. And then also, if things go as hoped, this means that we will also get Space Oddities number three more quickly than than number two, because that will be my focus: is uh, is self improvement and comic book.
1: Only so many hours in the day.
0: Yeah. Uh, so recommendations. Oh yeah. Oops. Let's
1: end on a high note.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, do you want to go first? I'm going to
1: recommend Sandman. Uh, I don't think you haven't watched it at all. I have yet, not. So I, I'm I not going to spoil it. anything, but it's fucking great. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It is so much more, I, I guess, f- thoughtful or mm-hmm. it, it, it takes its time. Like it's not, uh, you know, it's not striving for the next joke, the next punch, the next bit of action, the next set piece. Like there's a narrative that's, it's very character driven. That uh, Neil Gaiman's trying to tell, and he takes his time telling it, and I really, really appreciate it.
0: How's the CGI?
1: CGI is good. See, yeah, got to be held to a standard. I mean, it's not. Uh, I mean, it's not f- without flaws, I'm sure, but they uh, they they put some time and effort into it, and they don't use a lot of it. Good. They're not relying on it. Like, most of the stuff that can be done can be done practically, or um, you don't need to. Sh- show the thing, you know, you can imply it and, yeah. it and it's just fine. You know what's going on. You get, you get the point. I won't say exactly what it was, but there's one scene in particular where they could have gone all CGI and shown you exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. But instead they just had a couple subtle cues that made it obvious what was happening while it happened off screen. Cool. And it was very well done. You knew you, you missed nothing narratively, you knew exactly where it was going and you, and they didn't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars trying to animate something so they could put the money elsewhere
0: probably cost a hundred thousand dollars whatever they did do they didn't spend three million
1: <laughs> uh. but uh, but it's i mean it's it, it is definitely an adaptation it's not exactly like the you know i think it was, it's supposed to be telling like the first like 16 issues mm-hmm. uh and, you know and it's it's there it's the general plot and all that but they've definitely adapted which you got to do some things you can translate directly some things you can't and i mean it's been what 30 years, something like that. 25 years since Sandman came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least 25.
1: Yeah. So like the world's a little different and Neil Gaiman probably has something slightly different. He wants to say now than he did back then too. And that's fine. This is still his baby. He's still steering the ship and it shows.
0: Cool. Yeah. And he's got a lot to say about, uh, you know, to people that would troll the project and would talk shit about, you know, like race or gender swapping. Oh,
1: he's got no fucking.
0: Yeah. He's like, fuck off for those same for you.
1: Sandman was always a pretty progressive book. Like this was not, you know, this is not like they're injecting some politics that Neil Gaiman didn't have 20 years ago yeah. into it. Like this is very much the same energy that he was going for in the original. Uh, the only downside, like they haven't renewed it for a second season yet. Hmm. And I guess Neil Gaiman like tweeted out and ended up, he ended up deleting it. So I don't know if Netflix like smacked him in the hand or whatnot, but saying that the way that people are watching it may be negatively affecting whether or not Netflix gives a second season because people aren't binging it.
0: Yeah, because it's a heavy series. It is from a heavy. I hear. Like,
1: yeah, there's a lot going on, and there's you know it's very um, cerebral, mm-hmm. I guess you know. So there's a lot to think about. So like I like I like watching an episode or two, and then letting it sit for a week or so, and then coming back and watching another couple episodes. Even though they released them all at once, it took me until now to finish this the first season. That's the way I'd prefer to watch it, and I don't think they should be penalized for that. But I don't. I mean, you imagine Netflix would like that. If they could get more shows that people spent
0: two months watching and subscribing
1: rather than one.
0: I mean, well, that's, that's why they're doing seasons in two parts now.
1: Yeah. So, fucking idiots. Uh, I don't
0: understand why they're doing what they're doing, but they are also not succeeding so well anymore. So, fuck them.
1: Regardless, Sandman was fucking great. I loved it. I recommend it.
0: I've also got a TV show recommendation. Um, well, I recommend people spending the $5 per month if you're getting streaming services and getting Apple TV, at least for a little bit. We did that finally, and I'm enjoying Ted Lasso. I just started The After Party, which, uh, which I was told was good, um, and it's, it's an interesting show. There's like a murder, and there's a detective investigating a bunch of people, and each episode is somebody else's story, and it's told in a different genre.
1: Well, that's fun.
0: Yeah, I like that. Like a different movie genre. The first one is predominantly like romantic comedy. Oh, there's not a,
1: it doesn't go from that to musical, right? There is a musical episode. It would lose me right off the fucking bat if it went
0: rom-com to musical. There apparently is a musical episode, but most specifically, fucking Severance, man. Like I may even be late to the party on this, but like that show is so fucking good. It starts with a slow burn, like. Three episodes in, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm along for the ride, but Angelina uh, had talked about wanting to join in. And I was like, I don't want to start over. You know, because the, the first couple of, like I said, slow burn. So at, at three episodes in, I didn't want to start over. Fast forward to the end of the nine episodes, I told Angelina, like, if you want to watch this show, I will start over with you oh, no right shit. now. That show is so fucking good. And it's so engrossing. I'm not kidding like the final two episodes of the season just a bunch of fucking clichés had me on the edge of my seat. It was gripping. It's what TV's supposed to be. Dude, this this is in the conversation for me for like best episodes of television ever. Oh shit. Yeah, but you have to watch the ones leading up to it. But I mean the end of the season, like I was cussing at the TV. I was just like, "You fucking sons of bitches! Holy <laughs> fucking shit! What the fuck!" Like it just blew my mind. I cannot wait for season two, even though I'm going to have to wait probably a couple years, from what it sounds like. It was just one of the best single seasons of television ever. Like it. Nice. Like, what, I, what
1: is the for people that may not be familiar? Like, what is the hook? What's yeah? The, plot? the
0: elevator pitch is there is. A process called severance um, for this company called Lumen, where they want to take the drama out of, you know, work and home life. So you go through a process called severance. What it does is when you're at work, you don't remember your outside life. And then when you leave work, you don't remember your inside work life. So it completely severs the brain between the two.
1: So one version of you
0: is always at work that would be horrible you might want to cut that out because that that is something like two right. or three episodes and where like yeah, i never a... thought of that but but, but they but they kind of make a point out of that yeah, at, of, yeah. at some point that, that might that might kill some of the slow burn
1: it reminds me of the idea of like hey if i had a clone to myself i could send the clone to work while i stayed at home all day except like that clone would be like you know what man fuck you
0: yeah he would be pretty pissed. <laughs>
1: Like you would, you wouldn't want to be the clone that has to go to work when yeah. the other guy gets to stay home and fuck your wife. Like, yeah, that be I mean, cool there, there's an all.
0: episode of, uh, of gravity falls that deals with that too. Yeah. Yeah. with, so, that, with that one fucked up photocopy of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's a, it's a, a concept I've thought about and, uh, apparently done well. So it is, I'm, I'm That show's it.
0: brilliant. Like am like, get Apple TV. Yeah. Oh, just, cool. I mean, from the beginning. I, I, I loved it because it had, you know, sort of the mood of like a super liminal or a uh, or a Stanley parable or something, you know, just something or like being John Malkovich, you know, just something quirky. And uh, but it it's it's so good. Adam Scott, John Totoro, uh, Christopher Walken. And oh, I really Patricia Arquette is in it. okay And there, there's a couple other faces that I that I recognize, but I don't know their names. It's so good. Did you
1: watch foundation at all? I know that's on Apple TV yeah. too, right? Asimov's foundation.
0: No, I haven't.
1: I heard, I heard it, that it came out and didn't hear anything about it. Ooh. So that may not be a good sign, but like, yeah. I have heard about and, uh, I'm interested. Yeah.
0: It's so good. It took me a while to, to finally get around to it, but I have no regrets. Fuck. Yeah. Except that I didn't do it sooner.
1: Uh, one last thing we've got a, uh, we've got a voicemail. Oh shit. It was uh, kind of lingering from, uh,
0: Last week, it was it was a little late. Shit, I wonder if it's Angelina. It's not. Oh.
2: What's up, dudes? This is Dan. Uh, I'm stoked for you guys to hit your four-year anniversary. Happy pod as they say. Uh, just a couple stats for you, basically, that I just made up. <laughs> uh, if your podcast were a baby, it likely wouldn't be shitting its pants anymore. So congratulations on no more diapers. Mm-hmm. If your podcast were a sitcom, it would probably be in its prime seasons, but nearing that hill. Yeah. Uh, if your podcast were a band, you would likely have a couple albums out by now, one of which the "quote unquote" real fans don't like. Unless, of course, your tool. Eh, fuck those guys. Uh, if your podcast were a movie, you'd have a sequel out by now. Unless, of course, you are Avatar, but also fuck James Cameron. (laughs) But for real, they say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert, and your podcast has existed for over 35,000 hours. So, in a way, it's an expert at existing. In fact, it's three and a half experts at existing. But for real, for real... We love you guys, love the show, and look forward to you guys hitting the Jump the Shark years. Which, by the way, would make a great episode. Talk to you guys later.
0: Jumping the Shark. I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah, shit, we should have done that before we called hiatus.
1: That's okay. Dan and the movie seller were on like a six month
0: hiatus recently yeah.
1: and they just came back and uh, they're right back in the saddle where they left off.
0: So yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked to hear from Dan. It was cool to see them getting active again. You know, like yeah. dropping little things on social media is like, Oh, we're coming back. You know, it's like, like V2. Here we go. They just disappeared. Yeah.
1: Like there wasn't even like a, Hey, we're not going to be gone. It was just like the movie seller's gone and he wasn't on Twitter or anything. I mean, you know, life gets busy shit happens man he's got like a thousand kids he does have uh i think it might be up to two thousand kids now it's a lot
0: yeah he's definitely an expert at having kids he's spent ten thousand hours doing that for sure
1: (laughs) many times over at this point like if each kid accrues individually
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like
1: for every day he gets an you know six hours per hour
0: oh i was talking about fucking not being a dad I was talking about creating. Oh, he's kids. done a lot of that too, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Dan. It was good to hear from you. I, I, I appreciate it. Dan, you know, and, and Dan's also another people, or another people, another person like, um, like the grand rapidians, you know, who, who've been our pod buddies from the start, you know, that you yeah. met, you met on Twitter and we've done we've crossover episodes. Yep. Um, so I, I was kind of anticipating that, like hearing like, Oh, I can't wait to hear more. I'm like, Oh. stings a little bit sorry but um no you'll definitely hear more starting with next week when we do psycho so if anyone wants to call in before this coming friday whatever the date is oh it would be the last day of the month yeah september 30th let us know what you think about psycho it's legendary for a reason you must have opinions um okay i'm done
1: And if you enjoyed the show, go uh, leave us a review thingy on either Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We've got uh, swag available on uh, com. We have a Discord. We're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. And our theme song for these episodes is Celebration by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.